We are I. It's so interesting as I sit here and, you know, punk away at the computer and, you know, do a little research here at uh, 4.35 in the morning. So I had something that sparked some curiosity to me, a subject that I've been dabbling kind of in and out of for the last couple of years to help define. And it's, is there actually 3,500 calories in a pound of fat? And the reason why I say this is because it's really interesting about how if you simply reduce the amount of calories that you're that you're intaking, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to lose a pound of fat. And it takes way longer and way more energy to be able to metabolize, you know, a pound of fat. And, you know, it's not as nutritious to the body to be able to break that down, you know, whether it's brown fat, white fat, or beige fat, you know, beige fat just being the, you know, I guess the, the in-between between white and brown. And, you know, there's this consensus that it might actually be a little bit closer to 4,100 calories. And then so then you start to think about, okay, well, you know, maybe this is the reason why that some people don't lose, you know, a lot of fat when they start to calorie reduce their diet by, say, 500 calories, you know, because it's based on a little bit more. Because, and sorry, this is where it gets kind of tricky, where, you know, it goes back to this scientist, you know, in, in the mid-50s. And arguably, it just seems like that he kind of put out there, well, you know, like 500 calories, you know, if you reduce that, you know, every day, you should be able to, you know, lose a a pound of fat. And yes, there was some actual math behind it, too. But like, if you find it ironic that there's 3500 calories in a week, and there's like seven days in a week, and at 500 calories a day, you can do the math, right? But if it's 4,100 calories, well, you know, that now that math gets a little bit more, you know, interesting. So it's not this nice, easy, tight packaged round number of 500 calories a day. But I say, okay, well, if you're reducing your, your diet by 500 calories a day and you want to lose about a, a pound of fat a week, which, you know, here's the irony in the numbers. Wow, isn't that convenient that, you know, a pound of fat happens to equate to exactly 500 calories you know, a day for seven consecutive days. But again, we we know that the body wants to lean a little bit more towards breaking down connective tissue and muscle mass and bone mass because this is where your body's harvesting, you know, a lot of the nutrients that it's stored. And this is one of the biggest problems with, you know, those diet medications like Ozempic right now is that they're finding that the majority of the weight loss is coming from connective tissues, bone mass, and muscle mass as well. And the majority of that is coming from lean body mass. And you should find that alarming because, you know, not only do people gravitate towards that, and, you know, when they're losing weight, a lot of people are just losing muscle mass, and that's why people kind of air quotes in the know always say, you know, make sure that you you eat lots of protein and, you know, you lift heavy because you want to preserve that muscle mass at the same time that, you know, you're going into a, a, you know, air quotes, calorie deficit. 
you know, and yes, you can do this by diet for sure. And, you know, you can monitor this and you can lose weight, you know, in a in a very simple and easy way, you know, by really monitoring your food. And a lot of this has to do with cutting out the cookies, the pie, the cake, the chips, the chocolate bar, the candies, the sports drinks, the juices, all the nonsense, the six, seven hundred calorie Starbucks drinks, all the bullshit. Because this is one of the biggest reasons why people are gaining weight now. So simply by eliminating that shit. You know, but then also giving your body a month or two of, you know, eating a certain way so that you start to re-regulate your metabolism. You know, because you become so, so dependent on sugar, on glucose, to be able to drive this system that you have very little chance of getting into ketosis because your body's just not used to doing this. But you have to, you know, walk it down that road. You have to encourage your body to be able to get back into that state of, you know, wanting to be able to metabolize the fat, processing ketones, and, you know, being metabolically flexible. And this is where that word gets thrown around today is metabolic flexibility, where you can switch between, you know, a glucose-driven system and a ketone-driven system. And this is what you want. This is what the body's used to. This is what our body's been used to for, you know, generations and generations and centuries and centuries. This is a system that's been perfected by biology and our environment. And, you know, you can say that it was, you know, our environment or strictly, you know, evolutionary or you want to say that God did it. But you can't argue that the body has created this expert system at, you know, wanting to be able to burn glucose and fat. Well, and this is the reason why I think no matter how many fewer calories you eat or whether there's 3,500 calories or 4,100 calories or, you know, a range between 3,400 and 3,700, depending on what research that you want to, you know, focus on and, you know, what math you want to believe in based on, you know, what variables that you put into those equations. But if you're not burning fat efficiently, you're not going to burn fat. Your body is just not going to want to do that because it's, like I said, more nutritious to be able to burn muscle tissue, connective tissue, you know, start to degrade your bones. Because again, this is where actual nutrient lives inside the body, right? And this is where movement comes into play is that, you know, we know that you can get away with a little bit more of a bullshit diet if you're out there moving your body. And this is where the sedentary nature comes into you know, play because you're, you have to encourage your body to want to lose weight. And it's not just for like a half an hour a day. It's not this bullshit. And, you know, even these stats that have come out that I've, you know, looked at recently over the last, you know, few years where they say sitting is the new smoking and it takes about, you know, approximately 45 minutes of, you know, walking slash light jogging to be able to counter eight hours of sitting. And it's like, I know that's bullshit. I absolutely wholeheartedly know that that is absolute bullshit. Because it's not. You know why it's not? Because if that was the case, you'd have a fucking army of jacked people. An army. An absolute fucking army. If it took only 45 minutes to negate something for 8 hours... Think about that. That's under the same bullshit philosophy of saying that if you, I don't know, just moderately eat well. If you like for 90% of your day, eat very, very, very slightly shitty. And then like the rest of the time you ate healthy. That you'd be healthy. It's like, 
No, you can't take something you're doing for a very large percentage of time and negate it with a very, very small amount of time as well. You can't put in a very little amount of effort and expect an extraordinary result. You can't. It doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of change. It doesn't take a lot of effort. It takes a lot of change in what you're doing and your body will adapt and change on its own. But to be able to burn those units of energy on your body, whether it's 3,500 calories or 4,100 calories or anything in between, is that you need to move your body. This is what's going to be the key to be able to actually lose that weight. Between moving your body and getting your body metabolically flexible so that it can want to burn the fat that's on your body. This is the bottom line. This is the straight and skinny. This is what needs to be done. Because as long as your body is burning or is in a constant state of just wanting to be able to burn glucose, it's like, no, it needs to get the fat out of the body. You can't keep putting glucose in the body. You can't keep putting sugar in the body. You can't put it, keep putting these carbohydrates in the body and expect your body to be able to efficiently burn fat when it needs to be in ketosis to be able to burn fat. Bottom fucking line. Not just a calorie deficit. Putting yourself in a calorie deficit does not immediately equate to burning fat. And this is the biggest fallacy, you know, in all of the, what do you call it, health and fitness industry, is I simply reduce my calories by 500 calories a day and I'll lose a pound a week. No, no, it doesn't. It absolutely is not correct. Absolutely not. Now, if you want to say that you might see some movement on the scale, for sure, you may, but what are those other calories that you're eating in a day? And what is the baseline calories that you're aiming for? Like if you were you know, eating 5,000 calories a day and you reduce, reduce that down to 4,500 calories a day and you're sitting all day and you're only exercising maybe really a half an hour, which most people are when they go to the gym, you're not going to accomplish your task. That's why people don't lose weight. You need to do more. Your body needs to do more. That's it. That's the real, that's the reality behind it. And this is where a lot of people spin their wheels of being like, I can't understand why I'm losing weight. It's like, bro, you're still eating fucking 4,500 calories. You need to probably eat half that. And then let's talk about how healthy those calories actually are. Well, now if those, you know, say 2,000 calories, 2,500 calories are still predominantly, you know, focused on carbohydrates. Well, let me tell you, you're still not going to burn fat efficiently in the body because you're still not going to be in any kind of ketogenic state at any part of your day because you have a carbohydrate-driven system. That's the, that's the straight and skinny. And this is the frustrating, the irritating part of when, you know, something that should generally be taught to people because our our daily lifestyle and our diet does not dictate this and we lived millions of years, hundreds of thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, thousands of years or whatever you want to believe in where this naturally just happened. So we didn't have an abundance of food to be able to lean on. So we naturally went in, you know, to our daily life in either a ketogenic state or, you know, a glucose-based state. This is how we were going to burn calories. We flipped between these two systems a lot more efficiently and we just don't anymore. Because of the shit that you're eating, the shit that we're all eating, or majority of us anyway. And this is just the reality. 
So it's time to face some facts. No matter what you, no matter what you research, no matter what you come up with, nothing is really going to work that well unless if you train your body to effectively switch between, you know, burning ketones, burning fat. You're getting your body to want to metabolize the actual fat on your body versus just pumping it with more carbohydrates and, you know, relying strictly on this, you know, carbohydrate glucose-based system. And yes, I know once we get down to cellular level and we start talking about, you know, pumping, whether these facilities, you know, carbohydrates, you know, go into the Krebs cycle and produce, you know, units of energy and what those units of energy are. Yeah, we can go there too. But I'm talking about, you know, in general, generalize it a little bit more. Your body needs to do this. You need to do this for your body. This is the reality. These are the cold, hard facts. So look it up. Spend some time. Metabolic flexibility. Spend five minutes researching that today. If you want to just have a little bit greater understanding of, you know, what you need to do and the gift you need to give your body. 